Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to the Journey Through Sonship podcast. I am Calvin Calhoun, Jr., and today we want to continue looking at our September Focus Moment topic, A Guide to Newborns, and today we want to do an addendum to what we last talked about, which was the kingdom of God, and today we want to talk about the priority of the kingdom of God. The priority of the kingdom of God. So, uh, really quickly, in our first message to, as a guide to newborns, we talked about the various titles that God has given us. We said that what he has called you a saint, meaning he has set you apart. He has called you out of the world. Then he has called you a son. And being a son, you are the offspring. You are the children of God. And we said son is the most important title. That God has given you because that is exactly who he has created you to be. His son, his children, his offspring. So that's why it says as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word. So God has called you a son. The third tile we talked about was being what? A citizen because citizens belong to a nation and we belong to the kingdom of God. We are also called a holy nation we say that kingdoms have rights and we say that if you don't know the rights that you have in the kingdom of god as a citizen but most of all also as a son that is what lends us to be abused by hirelings and false preachers and false apostles and 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 the deception of the enemy and so that's why it's so important for us to know uh our rights as citizens. So today what I want to talk to you about is the priority of the kingdom. What makes the kingdom priority number one? Okay, what makes it number one? Let's look at a passage of scripture that's very famous, but I want to highlight for you as a newborn why the kingdom of God is so important. Why you must prioritize the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God above everything else. Look at uh, Matthew chapter 6, verse 25. Now, in Matthew chapter 6, really shortly, we have the Lord's Prayer. What how, When the disciples said, teach us how to pray. And we see the Lord's Prayer found in Matthew chapter 6, uh, verse 9 through, what, uh, through 16. And we see that the importance of learning how to pray. And saying what our Father, which art in heaven, giving reverence and respect to God when you address him. And so you have that there. But here, Jesus highlights something so important that each and every newborn and every believer needs to prioritize. Matthew chapter 6, verse number 25. It starts this. And this is all red writing. So all of this that we're about to read is the words of Jesus. So this is what makes it, let's, we agree that makes it priority. Matthew chapter 6 verse 25, it says, Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor yet for your body. What you shall put on is not life more than meat and the body more than raiment. Okay, he's saying, look. Take no thought for your life. And what we have come to understand as life is survival. And what is our priority or what is the priority of survival? Making sure we have what we want to eat, drink, and to protect ourselves. Okay. If you go back to the garden, when Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, what's the first two things that they did? They what? Took fig leaves and made themselves clothes. And then did what? They 
hid from God. Okay? That became their priority, their provision and their protection. Their food, what they shall eat and drink, how they should be clothed, and their and their protection to uh, hide from, from the enemy. And you know, you know, God became the enemy. <laughs> and that's what Satan wanted. God became the enemy to Adam and Eve. That's why he hid, because they knew they had did wrong. They knew they had sinned against God. Okay? So Fast forward back to this. He says, take no thought for your life. So when he says, take no thought for your life, do not worry about what you shall eat, drink, or how you're going to be clothed. That's what he's saying when he says, take no thought for. Do not worry. Do not worry. Now, let's keep going. And watch how many times he tells you throughout this passage, take no thought. So don't worry. He says, behold, the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, neither nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much better than they? So there's an example. He says, look, the birds don't sow, the birds don't reap, but yet God continuously feeds them. Are you not much better than birds? That's what he's saying to you. He's asking you a question. Are you not better than the birds? We're sons of God. We were the last thing that God created in the creation. But, so that means everything that was created before was created for us. Everything was provided. Adam and Eve didn't have to plant stuff in the garden. No, it was provided for them. Okay. So he says, take no thought. Which one of you by taking thought can add one cubit into a statue? So what, what, which one you can take, uh, taking thought of worrying can add one cubit to a statue that can extend your life? If anything, to be honest with you, worrying and stress actually shortens your life. Actually shortens your life. And it says this, verse 28. And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. So he says, take no thought for your clothes. How you're going to be clothed. He says, don't worry about it. So that's now about three times now we've, we've heard the Lord says, take no thought. Take no thought. Take no thought because he's telling you that the priority of the orphan or the priority of the unbeliever is their provision, food and clothing, and their protection, their security. He knows that. That's the priority of every human being outside of Christ. Okay. Now watch this. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Verse 30. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field... Which is today, which today is, and tomorrow is cast into the oven. Shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Now watch this verse thirty-one. Take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? He says, Do not worry about what you shall eat, drink, or be clothed. That is so important. Because he's still highlighting the priority of the carnal man. That is a result of the fall in the garden. Please do not disregard what Adam and Eve did after they sinned against God. After they were separated from God. They provide, They sought to provide for themselves. And then they sought to what? Protect themselves. But even if you keep reading that story, you ultimately see that fig leaves is a unproper covering because eventually the fig leaves are going to die but what did god do before he sent them out of the garden he made what 
clothing made of wool, made of animal skin for them to, to, to protect them in the harsh terrain um, that they would endure. So God still provided for them, um, but that symbol of the wool or the animal skin was the symbol of the results of the fall because now they're going to work by the sweat of their bra brow. And when you work by the sweat of your brow, God is talking about being stressed. Okay, being stressed. That's why he tells you, take no thought what you shall eat, drink, or how you shall be clothed. Now he tells you why. For after all these things, verse 32, do the Gentiles seek for your heavenly faith. Father knows that you have need of all these things. I'm going to repeat. Let's read that one more time. For after all these things do the Gentiles see. The, the Gentiles were unbelievers. Okay. If you weren't a Jew, you were a Gentile. Okay. Don't get hung up on that. Please don't get hung up on that. People have made doctrines out of this thing. That's very toxic and it's ungodly. It's anti-Christ. Okay. For your heavenly father knows that you have need of him. See, look at how, how Jesus addresses God. He doesn't just address him as God. He says, your heavenly father. Why? Because fathers provide for their children. Let me say it again. Fathers provide for their children. Jesus wants you to know the relationship that you're called to have with God is you be his child and he's your heavenly father. So if you see God's heavenly father, then we say, God, you know that I have need of all these things. And he says, don't worry about it. Take no thought what you shall what? Eat, drink, or how you're going to be clothed. Okay. For all these things, do the Gentiles see for your heavenly father knows that you have need of all these things. But here he goes. I love the word. See, I don't read words very fast because <laughs> I've learned in scripture. You miss something so beautiful in transitional words. He says, but, but means now move over, change lanes, something different, going complete opposite direction. He says in the beginning part of that, he says, take no thought. Don't you worry about this stuff, but now he's going to tell you what to do. Seek ye first above your food, above your drink, above your clothes. Above your protection. He says, seek ye first. First. Not second. Not third. Not fourth. Seek ye first. That's why this message is called the priority. Because it's the first thing he tells you to do. He says, seek ye first the kingdom of God. And his righteousness. He says, for, now, remember, we talked about what the kingdom of God is. It's the rule of God over your heart. So he says, seek ye first the rule of God over your heart and right positioning with him. Do that first. Don't do anything else. Do that first. Jesus said it. And his righteousness, that's positioning with him. That's obedience to him submission to him and all these things what are the things that he talked about what you shall eat what you shall drink how you'll be clothed how you'll be protected he said and all those things shall be what added unto you now if i add something to you you didn't work for it if i add something to you you didn't work for it i gave it to you but in order to receive it it says seek first 
the rule of God over your heart and right positioning with him, that's righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Seek ye first. I keep saying it because we, when we get into situations and, and we've all been there, Lord knows we've all been there. It wasn't until I was forced and God had to show me that he is our source. He is the source of everything. He's the source of our life. He's the source of everything that we need for life. And, and I'm, I'm just sharing with you that I had to learn that scripture. And even to this day, there are certain aspects in my life. I'm still having to apply that scripture. Because no matter what we do, we got to seek God's rule in our life over it. Every decision that you make, he says, seek first the kingdom. Seek first the rule of God. Seek first the wisdom of God. Wisdom is the principal thing. And in all thy getting, get understanding. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Seek first the rule of God. Well, in order to get under the rule of God, you got to submit to him. So the fear of the Lord, the respect and the reverence of God positions you. It at least positions you, and then through your submission, your obedience, you come under the what? The rule of God. Seek first the king, and all these things shall be added unto you. Now he says it one more time. Take no thought for the morrow. Oh boy, take no thought for the next day. For the morrow shall take thought of the things of itself. Watch this warning. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof meaning this there's enough issues to deal with today to not worry about tomorrow we don't need to worry about tomorrow we need to deal with today that's why in the lord's prayer if you back up the, in earlier message he says what give us this day this day our daily bread what did he tell the children of israel to do in the wilderness each day Come collect the manna that has fallen from heaven, the bread from heaven. And he says, don't you store it up for the next day because I will provide it daily to you. God will provide. Okay. So he says, take thought, take no thought for tomorrow. See, so he, he knows how we think. He knows that, okay, we're going to be worried about tomorrow, but we got enough issues with today. So let's seek first today the rule of God over our heart. And right positioning with him and all these things that we need for today will be provided. That is, that is the word of the Lord. And when the word, the Bible says that his word comes out of his mouth and does not return unto him for it, it will accomplish everything, everything that he set it out to do. So this is why the kingdom the rule of God must become priority. Number one. Number one in your life. Let me say this to you. This may sound controversial to you as a newborn. But I can promise you. You will understand how important it is. You got to love God above everything. Everything. You got to love him more than you love your parents. 
You'll get there. Don't worry. God's going to get you there. You got to love him more than your brothers and your sisters. You got to love God more than your friends. You got to love God more than your job. You got to love God more. Because guess what? He orders and arranges everything in your life. But that's why Jesus said, seek first the kingdom. Did you notice Jesus walked around and never seemed to have a need? Because he trusted his heavenly father knows that he has needs. He knows that he's a son and he knows that his heavenly father will provide everything that is needed for life. So I want you to prioritize the rule of God over your heart. I want you to prioritize seeking God um, and praying to him and asking him for wisdom. The book of James tells us if any man lacks wisdom, let him what? Ask God and he will give it freely to you if you're unwavering in your faith. Because if you waver in your faith, guess what that means? You're going, yeah, he might, he might not. He says you're not going to receive anything from God. You got to believe God is going to give it to you and he will give it to you. But he says take no thought because worrying is not going to add any measure to your life. It's not going to extend your life. Anything, I'm telling you personally, worrying is going to stress you out and worrying shortens your life. You hear the old people say what? If you go and pray, don't worry. If you go and worry, don't pray. And so we have to take no thought for tomorrow. Take no thought for the things of itself. We have to trust our Heavenly Father to supply all of our needs. So I love you all. May God bless you. I pray that you continue. I pray that these messages have been a blessing to you. Even if you're not a newborn, quote unquote, a newborn in Christ, you just got baptized and saved. You might be someone who's been in the faith for a long time, and this is the first time you're hearing these things. I know they'll bless you. I know it helped me. I was in the faith for at least uh, twelve, about fifteen to sixteen years before God really brought this thing out to me and said, "You're a little bit more than just a church member. This is who I called you to be." And it changed my life. It changed my life. And I know it will change yours. It will position you that you may receive the wisdom, knowledge, understanding, revelation, counsel, power, uh, the fear of the Lord, the Lordship of God, uh, his mercy, his compassion. All, it positions you for all of that. Because a son is submitted to the rule of their father. So may God bless you till we meet again on the Journey Through Sonship podcast.